0: I almost talked into my phone. That would have been fantastic. So, how's it going? Oh my goodness! If you're looking for a professional pastor, there's another church to go to, no doubt about it. But if you want a real one, you might be in the right place. All right. Hey, listen. Um, this is this is the last week of this series, and we've been doing this series called uh, "The Elephant in the Room." And the elephant in the room, of course, is mental health. Um, there's lots of elephants in the room, and and you know, over the years, we could talk about all those too, but. I think sometimes what happens is the church I'm sure you've seen this the church just doesn't use its voice to um to speak to issues not it, sometimes the church doesn't even doesn't use its voice to speak to issues outside the church but this is an issue outside and inside I mean and so what we've learned um over the people that we've had come the speakers that have shared with us have you have you become convinced that this is a deal like I mean, you already knew it, but like mental, mental illness and mental health, this struggle is real, real y'all. It's real. it's real in the church as well as it is outside the church. And so, um, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. I told you early on that what I wanted to do was just kind of get out of the way. Um, I'm not like, oh, poor me, I'm not smart. I'm smart, but I, I know that this isn't my area, right? So what I felt like God called me to do as the pastor was just to start it. Like, let's start having a conversation, and then let's get people that are smarter, that know more than I do, on the platform to share. And if you were here for any of the speakers, like, you know, uh, Pastor Larry Wilkins was with us last week, and that was, I mean, I I was at a graduation, but I I watched it this week online, and it was just so good. And then um, two weeks ago, we had Dr. Natalie Atwell, and she was with us. I do want you to know that at the end of the service, we're going to throw a, a graphic up on the screen that has all the contact information for everybody that we've had this week, and we'll keep it up there long enough at the end so you can take a picture of it if you want. We'll also post it online. Um, today, I want to introduce who we've got with us. This is um, Pastor Brian Johnson. He's um, he's not just a brother, but he's my friend, right? We were, we were talking backstage beforehand. That sounds so professional, backstage, whatever. We were just happened to be back there talking and um I told him I said what I love is that that we're getting so close um I'm not here with a brother like I I just told him what I'm excited about today is just hanging out sitting next to him while we talk you know and so he he pastors a church called perfecting life ministries did I get that right um and it's it's you know where um the skating rink is and uh the old economic security commission building that's where their house that's where they have church and then he also uh, runs a group called Life Change, Life Change Group N.C. Um, and you'll hear more about that as, as he shares and just some of the things that he that he's has that he can offer to our community. And that's, that's really what I want you to take home today is community. The, when, as I've studied to prepare for this, because when you don't know a lot, you have to read a lot, right? So I've read a, a lot. And as I've read a lot, I've, I've noticed a common thread. No matter who wrote the book or who did the talk, whether they love Jesus or they don't love Jesus, they all said the same thing. And when that happens, we should perk up and listen. All of them said the number one step toward mental health is community. Every single one of them. And y'all that are in the room and you're in this field, you're like, oh, yeah, we knew that. But that's the one thing that the enemy tries to keep us from. He he convinces us. Remember that first lie that I talked about that first week that we're alone, that no one understands? He convinces us that we're all alone. And so we pull back when we need to push in. And we'll talk more about that at the end. But I want you to know community is more than just people. We live in a community, right? Right. Stanley County, Stanco represent, right? We live here. Some of you are like, I can't believe I'm still here, right? But we are here, and while we're here, let's get busy doing what God wants. So what I want you to see is here's a resource in our community. Some of the people that have come, you'd have to travel outside of our community to go get help from them. But here's a resource, and you're not the only one, but you're, you're, you are you're one. And here in our own community, um, in our own church, y'all, we've got people we can connect you with. That, that love to help people journey towards mental health, and I love that. So I want you to hear from Pastor Brian about what, what he brings to the table with his group so you'll know there's a resource and community. And then I've asked Justin Greenlee. Um, Justin, is, he works with the student ministry here at the church. Um, come on, students. Let them know about it. Like, he's fantastic, right? Who are we pointing at? My three kids, y'all. Oh, wow. Dad called you out. If you need counseling, we know some people. So, um, but he's gonna he's he's gonna share just some of his personal story in the area of mental health, and I really really appreciate that you're gonna do that. And the reasons because I need I want people in our church to see that there are people in our community that struggle with this. And before I pass this on to Pastor Brian, let me just remind you of this. The one stat that we've heard over and over and over again is that one out of every four or five people in one year will experience a mental health crisis. And that's true, but that's just in one year. Over a lifetime, everybody say all. All All of us will experience a mental health crisis. Now, some of you didn't say all because you think you'll never have one. But I hope when we leave here today, you'll recognize that you're a human like everybody else, right? And all of us are going to experience this. And so we need one another. And so what I want you to know that here there's community. In our community, God has already gone ahead and he's provided what we need for what he knows we're going to experience. And so as you listen to some of the things, man, write down some things that they share. Um, this is a pretty practical morning because I just want to end this giving you some resources that I, I feel like can give you next steps. We don't want to end this today. We just want to continue the conversation. So, Pastor Brian, why do you to take some time and just share um, just, I mean, obviously whatever God's put in your heart, but whatever you feel like would help us, especially about around what you do and how that can help us with community and, and you know, just do your thing.
1: Well, one of the things that you said that is um, very important, the initial, um, is community and being a resource within the community is very important. Creating a safe place, that's very, very, very important. Creating a safe place where we can build relationally, we can build that uh, relational aspect that creates that safe harbor, that safe environment that says, hey, I can just let another brother or sister know That I'm dealing with issues or I'm having some scenarios in my life and it's interesting that we keep resorting to Jesus was all about community because I remember one time that I was told that, you know, this community wouldn't receive such a business or receive such a person, but I've seen the complete opposite that as I've intentionally created a safe harbor, that I've intentionally created a safe place like Jesus doing, creating the life change group, um, the growth and development. It's it's all been about community. And as you heard me earlier state in the first service, but I want to use a different passage of scripture. We're kind of following, I'm plugging for it. We're following Rick Warren's Transform. And I've seen a lot, of, a lot of impact, a lot of influence in the, in the lives of those that we serve and those in the lives of those that we're coming alongside. And that scripture that I love to use, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe that having a place within the faith community um, that stimulates because I believe, again, the church is the very place of influence. Because again, um, statistics, research says that those that struggle with mental, uh, mental illness or mental health issues, the first place that they run is to the church. But sometimes, um, and this is what we wanna do, we wanna get better at creating that safe harbor, creating that place where people can, you know, again, have that outlook moment of really encountering the compassion and the
0: love. You know, um... Hey, can I add something really quick to that? I don't... I'm You never interrupt the smart people, but you mentioned that that when people are struggling, the first place they turn to is church and pastors, and that's true, and it, it, it sparked my mind about a study that I read, and just let this sit with you. Let this be a sobering stat. In In the study they ask people that very question when you are having a mental health crisis where do you turn first and pastor brian is exactly right the answer number one is church and pastor and then they ask this question where do you receive the most help and church and pastor at the bottom
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so they turn to us first and we don't help them
1: because again the majority of the time what I have come to find out or in my time or my years of practice is that it's a taboo to say you have any kind of issue. It's a stigma or stereotype to say that you're dealing with any kind of thing. But as I said earlier in the first service, Jesus is the first person that demonstrates that he had an emotional trauma. Where, where did that happen? In the garden. He came and he rustled in between himself and his thoughts but then we know who won, amen, over 2,000, amen. I got some believers in here that thank God that he had that struggle, amen. That struggle of his humanity showed us that we can do the same thing, amen, that we can conquer those moments of vulnerability. But again, it has to do with creating that safe harbor. It has to do with creating that intentionality. Jesus was intentional in everything that he did, Pastor. And I believe that the faith community, community has to become intentional in breaking those barriers breaking the silence creating and setting up places where people can come in and just breathe you know you know because again this pandemic man it has taught us a whole bunch of stuff um and if if it didn't teach you anything but one thing that you need that place of where you can identify and relate to somebody else you know that that community
0: yeah i know um so that stat right what it doesn't mean is that if they come to us for help, it doesn't mean that we can't help them. Right. What it means is they come to the church for help and find that the church is not prepared for them. Right. So would you, would you touch on, I, love, I know you love talking about the woman at the well. So you, we keep referring to the first service because there were so many things that were said that were so good. But you really highlighted the power of Jesus listening And so I think that, like, I want you to know that if you, if a person came to you, if they came to our church and they needed help in this area, I think a big part of the power is having a conversation, even if you don't have all the answers, but you have the, you listen, you hear what they're saying. You just touch on that, do you mind? And
1: that's what Jesus did. And again, that's one of my favorite stories because again, he becomes, he is already the wonderful counselor, but he demonstrates that when he talks to the woman at the well. And all she simply did was listen. He listened and then he did something very ordinary. She was there to fill pots. So he talked about pots. And in the midst of talking about pots, he saw that, the, give me something to drink. And then in the midst of the transition of giving him, giving him something to drink, he was able to deal with the heart of the matter. And because of that, that's why the, I encourage, I encourage the faith community just to literally be what Jesus was, a great listener. Sometimes that's all we really need. No judgment, no judgment zone just a great listener that says, hey, I'm here, and I'm gonna touch and agree with you. And then again, my favorite part of the story that after her therapy session, everybody knew her in the community. <laughs> everybody knew her in the community, they knew who she was, and they said, well, wait a minute, holy shamoli who would you go talk to? There was something good about that conversation because it changed her life. The Bible specifies that everyone in her community knew that she had had an encounter. How many of you want to have that encounter like that amen that kind of impact that kind of influence because that's actually what happened
0: um, how many of you note takers are trying to figure out how to spell shmo- Shimoli right now? would you say holy Shimoli holy shamoli come on now This is like an Italian dessert hey Justin what's up Paul? <laughs> um, just just share some of your some of your story
2: yeah so um, so when I was it's kind of changing gears. This is my personal story, but I was about, and I'm not, I don't shy away from it. If you want to talk to me about it after, we'll talk about it. But uh, when I was about eight or nine, um, I started just kind of feeling funny. You know what I mean? Just, I just couldn't, I wasn't happy as an eight or nine year old kid. you know, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, something's not really right. And so, um, I, like I said, first service, I was blessed with a great mom and a great dad who prayed for me. And and like you said, having people to talk to, um, and I I came out of that. And then later on, as as a later in teenager, and then uh, around twenty years old, I, it started, it started coming back again. Depression started coming back again. And um, I'm gonna tell you, uh, there is a lie that Satan will tell you that when you start dealing with that stuff, he will tell you, bottle that up. Don't don't say, and. It's totally opposite Come on. find those people to talk to find that person that you can rely on find that person that you can talk to and, and, and let that out you're not meant to bottle that stuff up or whatever emotions you're holding on to you're not meant to to retain that let that out and I'm gonna tell you I'm um, a better man today because I went through that Amen. and I thank God I thank God for those trials and those that, that that struggle that I went through, and, and and I can tell you, it was it was it, it was my I mean it was like hell on earth. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was the hardest part in my life to go through something like that. But I'm gonna read you this scripture, First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse sixteen. It says, "Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, not some." all circumstances and that's a hard thing to do that is that is so hard and it says for this god's will for you that is god's will for you in jesus christ and like we talked about this morning some of you've had you know you might have had a bad car wreck some of you might have have cancer you might have lost a loved one unexpected or whatever and you find that that pulls you or draws you pushes you closer Now it can push you away if you choose to but i'm telling you there is especially with mental health Worship is one place for healing. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you, that is one place where there is healing, Amen. is worship. When you worship the Father and you surrender your will for your life, what you think your will is, and you surrender you, surrender your will to God the Father, man, I'm telling you, the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And there's power in that. Mm-hmm. There is such power in that. But um, it's very important to have people to talk to. It's good.
0: So now that you've done that, everything's perfect. Uh, do, you, should, do you ever have days when you still struggle? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, what What do you do on those days? Worship. You mentioned that.
2: Oh man, like, if y'all don't know, I, I I'm a worshiper. I I love to worship because um, it's just there's a there is a freedom in that you realize that there is that there is a higher power, higher than you, higher than doctors. Higher, I mean, the, 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 the one that created us. And he knows me. He knows everything about me. How can I not worship him?
0: So just kind of bringing him into that, that place, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah.
1: I just want to say, too, I think that the major thing that we need to, as, as believers, as in the faith community, we need to be able to understand and relate that trials and tribulations, mental traumas, will come. And it's interesting that Pastor Paul asked that question, do you still struggle? Everyone still struggles. As long as we are in this mortal body, we will struggle with something or another. Mm -hmm. But the real supremacy or the power is, is that God has already given us what we need and we just come to a safe environment, a safe harbor, and just do what we did a few moments ago. And it might not work for everybody, but it works the process if you work it. Worship is the key thing, it'll transform you right. worship will bring you to a place in God that will not necessarily chase the problems away or take the problems away, but it'll give you something that the Father will deposit in you that he'll say, whoa, that Romans 8.28, I feel that thing, man, that it's, it, it, it. all things work together for the good of them yeah. it may not be, in I may not be in the best situation right now, but God's going to work it together mm. for my good and then that, that's where that, you know, uh, Isaiah 26 and 3, you know, whose mind is stayed on him is kept in perfect. There's a reason that he utilizes the word for us in this community to say, okay, wait a minute, man. If I keep my mind stayed on him, still do everything that I need to do, but keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. That's right. Amen. That's really good.
0: Yeah. Um... Let me share a little bit of scripture with you and then we'll get out of here. It won't take long. Math, Mark chapter two, there's a story about, um, maybe you've read this. There's a man who's paralyzed and he's on, um, we would call it a gurney today, but back then it was just a pallet and Jesus is in a house and he's teaching and it's packed, right? Um, it's pre COVID packed, right? And so there's nowhere they, they, his friends carry him to Jesus to get healed and they can't get him to Jesus. And so, if you if you've read the story, you know that they went up on the roof, and they dug through the roof, and they lowered their friend down in front of Jesus. Um, as as I was, and then he gets healed. As I was reading that, and I was thinking about today, and kind of how do we want to wrap this series up? You know, we started this series by saying that Jesus leads us toward mental health. Remember that? He he leads us away from fear, and he leads us toward mental health. And uh, that's a journey, isn't it? Like we can all be at different places on that journey. Amen. And I think what we've seen in churches is the reason there's still stigma attached to mental health is because if we're further down the journey towards Jesus and sound mind, we tend to get judgmental about the people that are just starting. And when we have grace for one another on that same journey, then it helps. And so Jesus leads us toward mental health. But what I want you to take away today, your big idea today from this Mark chapter 2 series, uh, this passage is this that friends carry friends to Jesus. Remember that old, what was that old thing, friends don't let friends drive drunk, and then it was like friends don't let friends cheer for the Tar Heels, and it's like all these things. Friends carry friends to Jesus, right? And so, what I want to encourage you with is this. In that story, there are four friends, they pick up one friend and they take that friend to Jesus. Jesus heals the one friend. I think some of the struggle we have in church In all churches, but I think even in our church, is that we have believed that if you really love Jesus, either one, you never struggle with mental health, and you never get depressed, you never have anxiety. That's completely not true, because if you're breathing, you're going to struggle. But we also have believed this lie that we're supposed to always serve, right? I want you to know this truth. Over your lifetime, if, if only once, at least once, you're going to need a gurney. You're going to be the friend on the pallet. And you need to have people who will pick you up and carry you to Jesus. Now, we talked about this during, in a series a couple times about the need for community. And that a lot of us, we, we, have, we have friends that accept us as we are, but they don't direct us to who God wants us to be. You need to have friends who not only pick you up, but also take you to Jesus. Because in those moments, y'all, we've got to be able to share our story with people who can point us to Jesus. And and when they did that, listen to the last last verse in in that story. Man, I love this. Mark chapter 2, the last, it's verse 12. It says, the man jumped up and grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. I love it. You just got to get the picture of this. All these people were packed into a room because they knew that Jesus could do something. So they were there expecting him to do something. But what he did was so beyond their expectation that the Bible calls them stunned onlookers. Right? Like, huh? What? Right? And then it says this. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Y'all. What I want more than anything is for, I want our church to lead the way in, in people being healed in this area in such a way that other people, either in the church or outside the church, would see those lives transformed, right, in such a way that they would say, we've never seen anything like this. And don't raise your hand because I don't want to put people on the spot, but like, how many of us have either been in church long enough in our life? that we kind of wonder if it works. Or we know people who say, well, I tried Jesus once. Those people have never met Jesus. Jesus works. Jesus comes alongside us. He heals us. He does for us what he did for that man. And when that happens, people that can't overcome depression, can't overcome anxiety, they can't overcome it. When they see someone else overcome it, It fills them with hope first and then questions. How do you do that? And then when we tell them what happened, it gives them hope that it can happen for them as well, right? Hope. What does your your hope stand for? Healing? Healing on purpose every day. I love that, right? I love that. So let me do this practical. If you're a note taker, here's some things to jot down. Eleven practical things that you can do for good mental health. Are you ready? Are you there? I mean, the people watching on online were louder than you. That's not good. 11. I feel like I'm doing a top 10 list. David Letterman, top 10, 11 simple habits. Here we go. Number one is exercise. So if you're taking notes, like just jot that down, exercise, get outside y'all just, and that's number two, get outside sunlight. Um, man, sunlight is a great thing. Vitamin D therapy is real, right? And so if you can't get to the beach, go outside and walk. Like combine number one and two. Do something outside that gives you exercise. Number three is thankfulness. Um, You read that, Justin, in that verse, to be thankful, right? Um, Find something. There's always something that you can be thankful for. And it doesn't mean that you're in denial about the bad thing. It just means that you're opening your eyes to reality. There's something you can be thankful for. Um, Number four is cultivate laughter. Man, y'all... Get around people that are funny or just get around people that are fun, right? It, it always amazes me when people are super depressed to try to get better they listen to sad songs. What? Like, all that, that doesn't help you get better. It might help you cry, and that's good, but it's like all the people whose lives are falling apart, they all listen to the same country songs, right? It's like, what, what in the world— try something different like cultivate laughter i told the first service man if you don't know if you don't know any funny movies i'm sorry for you right but if you don't know any i'll give you two right now elf anytime all day long yeah. right and then number 2 it's an older movie but watch what about bob man what about bob is fantastic right and if you are a person who's watched what about bob and i say i'm sailing you get it right, right. Um, number number where are we at 5 number 5 talk kindly to yourself Say nice things to yourself. And if you can't think of anything to say that's nice, well, tell yourself what you would tell maybe your child. Or tell yourself what God would tell you, right? Number six is turn off the what if movie. You know how we run that in our mind like what if the bad thing happens? Maybe flip it around and ask what if the good thing happens. You quoted Romans eight twenty eight, right? So what's that look like when God really does work all things together? Um, don't hang out with negative people. Holy cow, y'all. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Right? I mean, isn't it amazing? Bad company really does corrupt good morals. Absolutely. It also ruins a good mood. Come on. Right? Don't be around negative people. Come on. I am positive that you should stop being around negative people. Amen. Don't do it. Some of y'all just need to get new friends. Yeah. There, I said it out loud into a microphone. <laughs> Uh, Number eight is to sleep well. Um, I know because I'm human and you're human that there are some of you in the room that have convinced yourselves and everybody in your life that you are superhuman and you only need four hours of sleep a night. Now, there are seasons in life that you might only get four hours of sleep at night. All the parents of young children raise your hand. We're praying for you, right? That's a true season. Absolutely. you're not meant for that right so i mean you'll read eight hours of sleep and i don't know i I mean seven is a good number but four is not a good number amen find a hobby that you love and throw yourself into it refuse to live in regret um just quickly depression looks back at a at a past that we can't change And anxiety looks forward to a future we can't control. Peace. Peace looks to God, a God that we can trust. Right? So I would say this, and it's easier said than done, but it's something I've tried to do, a little anxiety hack. Instead of letting anxiety and depression be the, the trigger that sends you further down, what if you allowed anxiety and depression to be the trigger that reminds you I need to look up. It reminds you, I need to invite God into the situation. Right? And when you bring God into the situation, remember that he can handle the regret or he can handle the fear of the future. Then, you know, it helps. And then last is just to look outward. And that just means to serve. So it it is true that there'll be times that you're on the the pallet and you need people to carry you. Even in that place, if you go see Brian at, at Life Change Group, if you go see a counselor... Um, If you go see anybody and they're counseling you through that time, I guarantee you early on in the sessions, they're going to tell you to find somewhere to pour your life out. Find somebody to serve, somewhere to serve. Find an outlet for that because it just takes our eyes off of us and it it puts it outward. And so that's a simple thing that you can do. Um, Doesn't mean you have to join a ministry team here, although we would love that. It just means you're going to serve somebody, right? So if you're having a really bad day and you're in a blue funk, and you decide that the best thing for you to do is to go through the Chick-fil-A drive-through, and I'm not arguing, I think that's probably a good plan. Um, do it with the windows down, get some of that sunlight, right? Get outside, and as you're going through the, the line, yeah. pay for the person behind you, right? So w- walk away with whatever you got, and then pay for somebody, just do something, serve somebody, and it just takes the focus off of you, and it invites God into that situation. Um, anything you guys wanna add, just lunch? Yeah, good. All right, so um, we're going to throw something up on the screen here. It's a, it's, we'll put this sheet online as a PDF, because I know that's very small. But I would encourage you maybe to get your phone out and take a picture of it. We'll leave it up there so you can. This is a resource sheet um, that we'll have for you. What we've included on here is Dr. Atwell. Her practice is listed at the top under counselors. We've put another counselor's name there as well that we know as a family. Um, And she's really good. The second group talks about crisis and coaching. And so that's where you'll find life change. And also um, Pastor Larry, who was with us last week, his contact information is there as well, especially if you need help like in the area of addiction. And then at the bottom, we've just thrown in community. Um, We know this, like I said earlier, we've got to have community, y'all. And so in the fall, we're, we're already talking about planning to like, get back to community groups and what does that look like You know, now that we're kind of moving towards this post-COVID world. Thank you, Jesus. But right now, what we didn't want to do was have a series and tell you, like, the number one thing you need is community, see you in the fall, right? We didn't want to do that. So we're just going to provide two groups over the summer that I would encourage you to take part in, one or, one or both of them. The first one is called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I read that book a couple years ago. It really helped me a ton and so we're going to teach that class and then um, Bridget's going to do a class called Loving Our Kids on Purpose and it's good by Danny Silk. He's got great stuff and so if you're interested in any either of those you can um well this will be online so you can get all the stuff later but you can text the keyword summer 802-704-870-4486. to 704 870 4486 That number is on that sheet. And so if you took a picture, just zoom in. Suit us a text with that keyword, and it just lets us know that you're interested. It doesn't obligate you. But we'd love to help you get connected to some other people. And just sit in a room. Like, I love this. I love sitting together. And there's just power in this, right? Like, you walk out going, man, I'm not the only one. You know? And I'm not even as jealous of your beard now, because I appreciate it more. Uh, I don't want to work on your beard. Thanks for the offer, though. All right, y'all. Um, hey, listen, thank you for letting, like, you really hung in here today. And I know that God moving during worship was phenomenal. And you still hung in here and didn't leave and throw things. And so I want to pray over you. Can we stand together? And I just want to close this out by praying. You guys that are at home, I want to pray for you as well. Thanks for, um. thank you at home for hanging in with us. Uh, that was just a, It's been a great morning, y'all. And um, God's got amazing things for us going forward. I want to thank Brian and Justin again for sharing their stories. We just tell them thank you as well. Yeah. And they'll just be kind of hanging around here after a service is over if you want to ask them questions or whatever, you can. So let's just pray. Father, uh, we, we know this. I, I'm thinking back to that first Sunday we kicked this off. I love this quote from, from, from Rick Warren that while mental illness might not always be solvable, it's always servable. And I love that you have equipped us over the last month. Uh, and we can't talk about everything, but I pray more than anything that as we've talked about these issues, as we've just begun the conversation, I pray that you would stir our hearts, that our hearts as your children have been moved toward those who struggle in this area. And like I said, all of us will at some point. I pray that you would find us at the gathering. I pray over Pastor Brian's church as well, that you would just find us faithful, God, to love the people that you send to us, to love the people in this city who are looking for help and have not found hope, and that you would help us to be a vessel of your presence and your healing in their lives. And now, God, I just pray... And if you can put your hands out, just put them out. I just pray now you'd fill the people in this room with the power of the Holy Spirit. That you would um, release them to carry the hope that you've given them to their worlds, work, school. Families, extended families, connections on Facebook and social media, that we would be vessels of who you are for those people. And I pray that the mental health and well-being of our city would rise dramatically because we are committed to taking your hand and following you toward mental health. And as we do it, God, help us to, one, receive help when we need it, and, two, pick up the pallet and carry people to Jesus so that they can find healing as well. And I pray through all of it that you would blow people's minds, that they would find themselves asking, what in the world is happening there and how can I get some of it? And we make ourselves available to be used for that end. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, you guys have a fantastic week. Tell me, what time is church next week? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock right here. We'll see you then. Have a great week.